Hello and welcome to Culture Sex Relationships with me, Justin Hancock. I'm delighted to be joined by Professor <laughs> Sexy over here. Uh, no, my um, my Dr. Eleanor Yanaga, sex medieval historian. I will accept familiar pers- to the show. I'm going to accept Professor Sexy. Yeah, she's not a real professor, folks. But uh, yeah, fuck academia. Yeah, that's real. right. That's yeah. right. Fuck yeah. academia, high key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I once had young people call me Dr. Love many, many years ago, and they yelled at me in the street when a friend was with me. Hey, Dr. Love, I'm like, this is just very embarrassing. Don't do <laughs> Not a real doctor. Um, but he knows how to operate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Okay. So, um, and in case you haven't already worked it out, this is another episode of Sex Jams. We last did... Je t'aime moi non plus. Oh, God. Um, I'm still kind of, like, scarred by visions of Serge Gainsbourg's, you know, ex-girlfriend's poster in his room. Anyway, like, it haunts my dreams. Yeah, Scroll back through the feed to find that one. Um, So, as per usual, for um, this is one where we do explicitly do Patreon bonus material. So, Mm. if you want to um, watch the video along with us... Hell yeah. We'll give a commentary on the video and talk about the video, which is an amazing video. It's so good. Oh my god. It's extremely sexy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, for patrons, uh, patrons will be able to just keep listening all the way through whilst we watch the video. Sadly, for you non-patrons... You're just going to have to put up with us talking about the song. Yep. If you would like to subscribe to the Patreon, help support the show, help pay me to have other guests come on, and to pay me to make the show, please consider supporting the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. There are extras I've been doing on there as well, as including uh, readings from Enjoy Sex How and When and If You Want To. And I'm planning on doing some adult sex education on there at some point as Yay. well. So, um, yeah, who knows? All right, so... Cream. We're cream. doing cream. Finally. Cream. You always say that the way I say cream is weird. Like yeah. Cream. Like, cream. I don't know. Once while we were in the grocery store, he said we needed cream. And he said, like, cream. And, I, <laughs> and so now I have to say that every time. But So if you hear him saying cream, cream. that's what, that's what <laughs> um, this is. So a rare glimpse into our home life. Um, I feel like this is, okay, so I've been waiting. I've been waiting, like, uh, to do a Prince song. Yeah. Um. Because I fucking love Prince. Um, And my parents really loved Prince, so I listened to a lot of Prince Mm -hmm. growing up. And, you know, so this is kind of like pivotal stuff for me. Mm. Um, And Cream... And then I kind of like emmed and awed about what we would do because there's so many Prince sex songs. Mm -hmm. And I was almost going to do Get Off because I fucking love Get Off. But I used to, back when I lived in Australia and had... And did a lot of pole dancing and had a pole in my flat... Because you have big enough flats in Australia to have room for a pole dancing pole. I used to have uh, routines to both cream and get off. Wow. Because, like, that's... Because, like, Prince is kind of, like, this patron saint of strippers and pole dancers. Mm -hmm. Like, because he makes sex jams like this. Yeah. And, you know, we've gone with cream because I think, arguably, I think cream is sexier. Yeah. Than get off. Get off is a little bit more about sex but cream is more like you can you can see yourself having sex to cream i think yeah well yeah well we'll save that so Mm. we'll save that whether it is in fact a sex jam yeah we will save that because i mean it's kind of up for interpretation so so, sex jams we always have this kind of thing is that Mm -hmm. are there songs to have sex to or is it a song about sex or is it both yeah Yeah. but well well, i mean we'll get there we'll We'll get get there there. Yeah, yeah 
All right, so we'll start with the lyrics, though, yes? Okay, so the best thing about the lyrics is, and I was almost going to, like, start, uh, like, suggest starting the show with, you know, they're just making sex noises at the yeah. beginning. It's just Prince going, mmm, mmm. <laughs> it's, like, really... <laughs> they're really convincing sex noises. Well done. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate a song that just goes right into it. That's yeah. just like, here's some sex noises. Yeah. You know, like, Je t'aime mon plus. Like, they work up to the sex noises. Yeah. But, but Prince is like, no, I don't have any time. <laughs> Gotta get yeah. into that now. Yeah, and it's quite a short song as well, isn't it? This is my complaint about all sex jams, you mm-hmm. know, because they mm-hmm. have to be pop songs. They're not long enough to be good sex jams. So you have to create a mix yeah. So you have to like, and then it's kind of creepy if you put a sex mix on, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, ultimately, yeah, I say this all the time, but the ultimate sex jam is actually, you know, Steve Reich's Music for Eighteen Musicians, <laughs> or drumming, or the next open, or Ether. You know, an hour long. Yeah, but who was it who said? I thought, like, I don't know. I'm not sure if it was our mate girl on the net. No, because she then disavowed this, but it's like the best music to have sex with is something alive so that you can pretend that people are like applauding, applauding you. Yeah. We thought it was girl on the net, but. Yeah. Well, that, although actually the best, so the best, okay, so the best sex jam would be to play, uh, I might have made this joke already, but I can't remember because it's been so long since we were a sex jam. Mm-hmm. So the best sex jam then in that case is. John Cage live at the Carnegie Hall <laughs> where he's doing all of his works on indeterminacy so sex is, you know has this ind- you know it's an interactive activity which has indeterminate we don't know where it's going to go right okay right? yeah yeah you know yeah. and that's when, when sex is best is when it is a process of becoming we don't know what's happening and that's what John Cage was doing with his music except the audience hated it and they were like <laughs> this isn't music <laughs> get off in in the bad way. Um, <laughs> so that is the ultimate uh, sex jam, in my opinion. One day we will do as sex jams. John Cage live at the Carnegie. There you go. But there until go. then, we're going to do cream. So he starts off with sex noises. <laughs> he starts off with sex noises, and then okay, I just it's such a, a it's this is such a good fucking song, man. Uh, so it starts up. This is it. It's time for you to go to the wire. You will hit because you've got the burning desire. Mm. It's your time. You've got the horns, so why don't you blow it? You are fine. You're filthy cute, and baby, you know it. Right. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It's good. It's, it's good. so fucking good, man. Right. Ah. So there are two things going on here, you reckon, don't yes. there? So you think that there, so there, is, there are clearly sexual references here. Yeah. Uh, time for you to go to the wire, which kind of is almost that kind of the tipping point of mm-hmm. orgasm or ejaculation. Well, or ejaculation, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll talk about ejaculation in a minute. Um, you will hit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hit, like hitting spots, hitting. Yeah, or you know, um, like G spots or the so-called A spots. And the more co- in an American, which is actually the anterior fornix. Correct. Yeah. Um, and it, like an Americanism now, um, is like, oh, you want to hit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, about yeah. having sex generally. Although at the time. Of Cream's composition, I do not believe that that was the case. Yeah. In 1990, the year of our Lord, 1991. Yeah. You've got the burning desire. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, is, so is it time to bring in humor theory at this point? Burning I mean, desire, so yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean, this is classic, right? Because obviously we all, we all think, a thing that we all think about sex, and this is still true of us, is that we think about sex as being hot in nature. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, it's like just in the term of something being hot. Yeah. Or uh, being hot for someone, or yeah. da da da. All that like, sex was really hot. Yeah, and like you know, yeah, like and burning desire. Like so, there's this conception of it, and yeah, this goes right back to the classical period, mm-hmm. um, and seeing sex as you know um, an object with properties, mm-hmm. and one of the properties is its heat, and this is quite interesting, um, though, because it's like so from like the classical and medieval perspective, because because the song sort of like presents as a of prince talking to a woman, mm-hmm. and it's like well. One of the things that we would expect to see from a classical or medieval standpoint is that, like, uh, well, women are interested in sex because they want to be warmed up. Yeah. Like, so they're not, they don't really necessarily possess burning desire. Because they're cold and wet. Because they're cold and wet, so much as they possess a desire for burning. Yeah. If that makes sense. So they, they, they wish to engage in sexual activity so that, like, the fricative... Mm-hmm. you know movements of sex will warm them up and also they will steal men's heat <laughs> through their semen and also because they started off cold and wet when they get hot they're hotter for they're, longer yeah they're hotter for longer so it's also one of these things where there is this thing so that a woman can have burning desire if she's already had some sex right um which i don't know like with princess girls maybe she did yeah Fucking love Maybe. that for them. Yeah. You know, and he's like, this girl's still going for it. And I absolutely, I, I really like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's your time. Time. You got the horn, so why don't you blow it? I fucking love this because, it's, it, like, we don't say in America that someone has the horn. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's not something that we would say, which it's very British. But, you know, now that I am, you know, for all intents and purposes, a Londoner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you've got the you... horn, so why don't you blow it? It's very funny to me. Right, interesting. So, because, like, there it's, like, this is, that is more like a reference to, like, blowing your own trumpet. Right. Yeah. Which kind of brings us back, I suppose we could just do it now with that, because one of the things that is happening with this song that's quite interesting, it's like, obviously this is a song about sex. I'm not saying this isn't a song about sex. Yeah. But this is also a song where he's clearly talking to a woman and saying, like... You, not just that you can have sex, but just that things are really going well for you. Like this is yeah. this can also be read as um, a song encouraging a woman's career. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, although allegedly, and I'm going to say this very knowledgeably, <laughs> although I, w- I only just learned this by you know doing some research beforehand. Allegedly, uh, Prince made a joke that he wrote this song while looking in a mirror, <laughs> which is very good. Which we'll, we'll come back to in a second. But but yeah. But we're going to we're going we could, let's we're, say he's writing it to a woman. Yeah, we're saying it's writing to a woman by saying like, um, this is it. It's time for you to go to the wire. You will hit. You got the burning desire. You've got the horn. So why don't you blow it? It's mm-hmm. like basically saying you have everything in place, yeah. kind of like to make your life what you want. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. do that. Yeah. So he's saying you are no longer the inessential other. To quote Samantha Beauvoir, mm-hmm. he's saying you you are the essential subject. Yeah. This is you. You have this power. Mm-hmm. And it's the handing off of power and affirming someone's power. Isn't yeah. It? And, you know, obviously a part of this for Prince is also this, like, yeah, and you can make sexual decisions for yourself. Yeah. And so, that, well, when you are powerful, one of the first things that you're going to wish to do is have sex with Prince, obviously. Right. And, I mean, no lies detected. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if presumably we're talking about a woman who's attracted to men, that's probably probably yeah. be the case. Appar- well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just informing you of this. Okay, all right, that's good to know. Yeah, so, yeah. but if, if 
it's true that he did write this in front of a mirror. What he's doing there, that alludes to the mirror phase, doesn't it? Yeah. As 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 we all know now, dear listener, mm-hmm. if you've been listening to me, the Lacan the, misunderstander. The, the Lacan guy. So the mirror phase <laughs> is basically so Prince imagine Prince looking in a mirror and looking at the, his reflection and his reflection is thinking of that guy. That guy is the shit. That guy Yeah. so we project onto the mirror this idea that this person really knows really has their shit together. This is the sexual, you know, the the, the, the sexy, go-getting, confident person. Mm-hmm. And so the idea with the mirror phase is that you look in the mirror, somebody else says, oh, that's you, that is, and then you understand that that is you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, and that's how, and that maybe that's a way for him to have his own subjectivity too, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's quite an interesting one because, you know, Prince is both talking about himself to himself and to a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a quite interesting kind of like in, in complex way to sort of like think about sexuality and sex because you know I suppose that is like one of those things you know historically yeah about the way that we think about varying actors during sex there is this idea of like blurred lines about who is what and where mm. right and so as a result of you know the fact that people kind of people see sexual activity as a way of kind of like blurring boundaries between themselves and their partner, right? Mm-hmm. Interactive. And there is a lot of concern about this historically. Right. Right? So, which... Mm, actually, we're going to have to wait one second to get into it because I just want to to mention just the last line of the first chorus, yeah. which comes up repeatedly, which is, you're filthy cute and baby, you know it. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love that so much is that, like, to me, and I mean, I'm... And many critics before me, it seems like it's a reference to uh, get it on by T-Rex. Yeah, I had no idea about this. Yeah. So you're, you're dirty and sweet, clad in black, don't look back because I love you, you're dirty and sweet, oh yeah, and this is the filthy, filthy cute, cute baby. baby, you know, you know it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had no idea because I love that song. And yeah, like, if you if you think about it, you could just be like, you know, yeah. do you got the teeth of the hydra? You know, yeah, like, you yeah, could yeah, really yeah. do it to, you could do, you could sing, get it on to the cream lyric, like, I, I believe. Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, that is a bona fide sex charm, I think. Yeah. As well. Yeah. well, we'll have to get by there. Oh, but yeah. So anyway, the chorus being, what I wanted to get at is <laughs> cream, get on top, cream, you will cop, cream, mm-hmm. don't you stop, cream, shaboogie bop, <laughs> which is so good. But so the cream get on top. Okay. So this is interesting, right? Right. Because the... The nature of sexuality and seeing lines blurred between individuals taking part in it. Mm-hmm. This is a huge fucking worry for people in the medieval period, and indeed for people in the classical period. And f- yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay, so people now. now. So yeah, yeah. So like, there are specific like church strictures about this, and also you know philosophers in the ancient period also made the same thing, which is that when men are having sex with women. Um, they should not, under any circumstances, allow women to be on top. Right. Uh, because for Christians, what that did was it subverted the natural order of the world. Right. Which is that men are active and in control mm-hmm. and women are passive. Mm-hmm. So sex should be about men actively just doing sex at women. Mm-hmm. And that women should simply be like... Res- responding to that or receptacles mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. 
there is a lot of concern about this because in the first place it's just about like letting women think they're people which, mm-hmm. which is a real problem yeah uh, but then there's also these things like oh if you get pregnant you'll definitely have a girl which would be awful right uh, like he wouldn't okay. he wouldn't want that wouldn't want any of that so like it's more likely that you'll have a girl if the women are on top uh, but you know the, like it, it's also the like fellas is it gay to have sex with a woman yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So it becomes too when it becomes too feminized. Yeah, it, it's problematic. Exactly. So it's like you are then being feminized by the woman, and you might end up like a woman, which is to say, gay. Right. Not that they believe it that gay people exist, but it's like it's you shouldn't be having too much sex, and you certainly shouldn't be allowing women to be on top because it will feminize you. Interesting stuff. And uh, as I've been talking about lately with um, feminist materialism and interaction, you know, really, I think the answer to enjoying sex more, the answer to how we're bringing more consent to sex, the answer, uh, and the way that we can actually um, allow sex to be transformative uh, in actually as well, is for this, for us not to see ourselves as individual, mm. you know, liberal, clearly uh, defined individuals, individuated yep. people, yep. but that we are an affective flow that, um, that co-creates an affective flow that we might call sex mm-hmm. between people that ha- is indeterminate in nature we don't know what's going that we don't we don't know what might happen yeah that is also potentially consciousness changing in these quite radical ways in which which Lacan talked about when mm. he was talking about jouissance mm. this idea that we can go and you know you might have experienced this dear listener where you enter into before sex you're in one particular conscious state and afterwards you're in a, and during and afterwards you're in a completely different one mm-hmm. and i think that is the thing that um that classical uh, literature and medieval literature was was warning against, but also we still have it now, right? You know, yeah, yeah. often in pornography or any sex scenes that we see, it is very much a person doing a kind of sex to another. We allow for a woman on top now, yes, um, but it is it's still it's still this kind of idea of performance that mm. it's that sex is this object that we have to get through in in a particular way, yeah, and still have ourselves completely intact mm, mm. men do manly things and women do womanly things yeah what this song does i suppose is it doesn't say okay let's see sex as being interactive mm. but it is saying that you can go on top yeah right and it's it's quite interesting because this is very modern and like you know and i very much mean that yeah um in and in, in maybe even postmodern, really, because if we read this as both like you know, this is a song about sex. This is also a sex about a woman who is quite powerful, mm-hmm. um, about a woman who can kind of like make her own decisions. And Prince is encouraging that. Like, what is kind of what he's saying here is he's attracted to that. Yeah. Like, it's not just that. Like, oh well, yeah, you are you're a powerful woman, and um, you can make your own decisions in life. So one of the things you're gonna want to do is like have sex. And he's like, and I like that. Yeah. Like, I'm particularly interested in and responding to, like, your subjectivity. Yeah. And your interests. And, I, and like, what I would like to do is offer you the opportunity to kind of, like, drive this. Yeah, absolutely. It's saying it's okay for a woman to be on top. Yeah. To be the top. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, and that doesn't necessarily mean pegging. We're not saying this is a pegging song. No. no. I, don't, I don't really it's think so. It's not a pegging no. song. No. But it is someone being on top either in a sexual position or in terms of being the dominant subject. Yes. You know, the, so the, the essential subject rather than the inessential other. Mm. I guess all, all, what I'm saying here is that what it isn't doing, it's not troubling 
the the binaries between individuals and sex. Mm. It's still saying it's still saying there is a top, there is a bottom. It's just that the woman could be the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine and good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. I love this next. Are we going to talk about? Well, are we going to talk about cream and the? 2C theory and oh, what I suppose, cream is. Yeah, yeah. Because this is... This what is cream? Yeah. What, what, well, what is cream, right? So, I, yeah. And one of the things that I kind of like about this, too, is that, like, we're using cream here as, you know, a metaphor for orgasm. Right. And I, I mean, I can't... I'm not sure if you picked up on that. <laughs> like, but it's quite interesting, right? Because... Um, I mean, especially in the 90s, God, like, when I was, you know, an adolescent or whatever, like, that was, like, a big thing where, like, dudes would talk about creaming, like, yeah. it is, like, jizzing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but seeing it kind of, like, as something that a woman could do as well is quite interesting, right? Yeah. Because it, it is reminiscent of 2C theory, right? So 2C theory, which I think I've talked about before. Let's do it again. I'll do it again. Okay, yeah. So people want the people want the parasocial relationship. They don't want the information. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, like in the medieval period and the ancient period, there are two modes of thinking about how conception happens. Mm-hmm. There's the Aristotelian one seed theory, where Aristotelian is a misogynistic, basic, and also stupid. Mm-hmm. And Aristotle thinks that like. Jizz is all that it takes mm-hmm. to create a baby, and that like women's uteruses are essentially like fertile ground in which the seed is implanted, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Like, mm-hmm. so women don't contribute anything to the genetic equation. More commonly, uh, it is considered, and this is kind of like Galenic, and this is what like most physicians and you know natural philosophers in the medieval period think. Um, you see the two-seed theory, mm-hmm. which is that men contribute uh, genetic material through orgasm, as do women. Mm-hmm. So, because women are seen as inverted men, mm-hmm. they do the same things that men do, but they kind of do them inside out, right? So, when men orgasm, it's thought that, you know, ejaculation is linked directly to orgasm. So, the same thing must be true of women. Right. So the idea there is that, like, when you're jizzing right up in there, mm-hmm. when you're a man, and then okay. the woman yeah. also orgasms, mm-hmm. then she's also releasing semen, but it's internal. Right. So then that semen mixes together, and then that semen mixing with each other is the thing that makes a baby. Interesting. Not like, it's not like an egg or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, you know, it's interesting, the ghost, big fat load of cum then. <laughs> So, um, so is it that is that in some way like more progressive then? Do you think? Uh, you know, like the trouble with it is like about it being more progressive is that like in a way like it's kind of good because there is a concern with women orgasming mm-hmm. during sex, and it's like, well, women definitely need to orgasm or you can't have babies. Now, yeah. the, uh, there's obvious downsides to this though, right? Right. Which is a, yeah, the purpose of having sex is having a baby, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. thumbs thumbs down on that. We don't like that. B, there is also, like, this, a way that that can be misused. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if a woman is raped, and then she ends up pregnant as a result of it, then people are like, oh, well, she actually liked it, so it's not rape. Right. Yeah. Um... And so, like, the idea, and we see this still, like, you know, a few years ago, some terrible man in Missouri, like, some senator or something, 
and said that in cases of, quote, legitimate rape, women's bodies have a way of shutting that whole thing down. Yeah. So it, it's not possible for well, women... Yeah, that's very much part of discourse as well, where a lot of survivors um, uh, have really difficult, confused feelings about how their body responded during yeah. uh, a, sexual, uh, a sexual assault, rape sexual violence mm-hmm. and actually it's just the body protecting itself it's yeah. just um yeah the body taking over it's not enjoyment at all it's yeah. just a series of functions that happen that exactly yeah. and so it's not like the you know saying that like oh women also need to orgasm in order for conception to happen isn't necessarily good because what it's still doing is privileging conception yeah above anything else within sex however we do like it when Prince yes. <laughs> says so, that he's interested I mean, in orgasm. Well, first of all, we don't really hear about... Um, I mean, we have allusions to uh, jizz yeah. <laughs> uh, and orgasm in other songs, but we've never heard it so explicitly talked about in terms of cream. Mm. And also, this, this to me is clearly implying that it is um, uh, either uh, ejaculate yeah. or... Um, uh, lub- um, lubrication from the plasma lubrication we get through the walls of the vagina, which mm-hmm. is where most um, self-lubricating vaginas. That's where that's where the lubrication comes from. It's plasma that, that oh, comes okay, through yeah, yeah. the vaginal walls, um, and so it is this idea that when a woman's uh, or well, it's a woman here. Yeah. When this woman's vagina um, is uh, is aroused, that there will be some. You know, cream. cream, I guess, <laughs> right? Um, but some people talk about, you know, ejaculation, which is a different kind of thing. But, you know, let's say there is a, vis- a certain viscosity to lubricant, to lubricant from a vagina, which might, for some people mm. with vaginas, mm. might resemble a kind of a creamy kind of texture. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... You know, and that's cool. Can't believe I just explained that, but I did it in such a boring, matter-of-fact sex educator way. Yeah, you're so good at, at being boring about I can sex. Bring, I can bring the vibe down. That's Don't worry right. about it. That's right. So uh, just to actually, just to say that this is a thing is actually quite... Yeah. That That is progressive. That is quite radical. Yeah. Just to talk about that. Yeah, that exactly. Might be yeah, a yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on in the song. Okay, so I love this one. I love this one. The, you're so good. Baby, there ain't nobody better. So you should never, ever go by the letter. You're so cool. Everything you do is success. Ooh, make the rules. Then break them all because you are the best. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, that's really good. I, like, oh, God, I love this, man. Yeah. Ah. ah. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Prince, but not, I'm not not a fan. I was just, you know... Never had this effect on me. I, I mean, you're wrong, but, like, that's okay. Um, I'm going to forgive you. When I first heard it, I was not really a sexual person. See, yeah, that's I your had... problem. You were, yeah. like, closing that door off. You were yeah. like, if I go through there, then I'll become a sexual person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's complicated. We need to move on, because we've been talking <laughs> yeah. for half an hour. And okay, half so, the, the, but the reason why I, I like this one is, again, it's kind of, like, it's underlining these same kind of, like, things about where he's, like, bigging this girl up. Yeah, like, yeah. There's nobody better... Never go by the letter. Everything you do is success. And, but I like the make the rules and break a ball because you were the best. I, mm-hmm. I really like this, especially within a kind of like... Mm, so like this here is kind of like implying almost like doing a kind of like a scene in mm-hmm. sex, I think. Yeah. So it's like um, this is possibly some form of kind of like play. Mm-hmm. 
where I like that they make the rules and then break them all. Mm-hmm. It's like so kind of like engaging in a thing where there is like like perhaps you're you're setting like boundaries, but you know that there's going to be play with that explicitly. Mm-hmm. Is what it kind of like reads to me. Um, but I also kind of like within that as well that you know the the double the double thing here about the kind of like a, a woman and her career and whatever is going on um and also like the sexuality with this where it's like okay well make a decision about what it is you want and then if you don't fucking feel like that anymore then you don't have to do it yeah so it's right here we have a kind of understanding about both sex and people's lives as being ongoing negotiations mm. where we have to consider what it is that we want and both those things are always you know up for um, moving and kind of like moving forward and just like considering. Yeah, I guess it's the idea of uh, Foucault's idea of technologies of the self where yeah. we are in the in the process of writing and rewriting um, our own scripts, our own rules, mm, mm. Uh, which we talked about on with uh, Dr. Joy Townsend uh, on the podcast Her Sexual Self. Go back and oh, that one is really good. good episode. Yeah. I'm just looking through the lyrics, uh, Eleanor, and I can't see any reference to women actually. <laughs> hey, listen to me. <laughs> is it about? Is it about a woman? Because it says Shaboogie Bop. Shaboogie Bop. Which I thought might have been Shaboogie Bop, Shaboogie Bop, but I mean. It, if it if it isn't about a woman, it is at least also saying that the person that is being talked about has been seen as another and is now being given subjectivity. Yeah, I suppose that one of the so thing, it could apply to our, it, to it, oneself. As I well. think that the thing is actually Prince is talking to you, the listener, right? And Prince is giving you the ability to be like because it's kind of like a one on one thing. And I suppose like I, being a woman, think he's talking to me, right? Right. So and he, if he is looking in a mirror. And if he's looking in a mirror, he's also talking to himself, which is fine. Right. But, you know, when it comes out like this, then it's suddenly he's in a conversation with you, you know? Right, right, right. Okay. It's, it's direct. So it could be about cream. Yeah. Or it could be about another kind of cream. Yeah. Or. Yeah, or. Not that people have to experience cream in order for sex to be enjoyable either. But, I feel like I've just taken us down a cul-de-sac. Well, look, here's the thing. We're going to go on to the last <laughs> bit, of course, because I have another thing to say. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, sorry, yeah. not the last bit, of course. The last bit of verse. Yeah, so, all right. So, last verse. Uh, do your dance. Why should you wait any longer? Take a chance. It could only make you stronger. It's your time. You've got the horn, so why don't you blow it? Mm-hmm. You're so fine. You're filthy, cute, and baby, you know it. Yeah. Okay, so... This is very interesting to me, the, the like... Um, the take a chance that could only make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your time and all these things, right? Uh, because uh, there are, again, like, w- with this being, like, a very thoroughly modern song, these, again, are all huge concerns for people in the medieval yeah. period and classical period, where they're, like, they they believe that sex makes women stronger. Wow, right? okay. So, uh, take a chance, it could only make you stronger, Oh. Like there's there is a real concern about w- women are so interested in sex yeah because it warms them up and it makes them more like men mm-hmm. but also through the absorption of semen they mm-hmm. become more like men and they will become stronger they will become hotter and drier more like men mm-hmm. and they will like gain actual power 
but they're kind of seen as like sex vampires <laughs> where you're kind of like extracting that from men. So men become weaker and more feminized and women uh, become stronger within this. And there's a zero-sum game of power. Yeah, it's a zero... So if, yeah. if for one person to have it, the other person has to not has have to it. Has to not have it, right? And, um, and so this is also a worry in terms about women who are promiscuous because they can be like going around and like extracting this this right. from men generally and it also kind of like ties up finally with um you know in like up until very very recently there was a real concern about women who had their own kind of like economic and sexual power to themselves mm. so for example you see a lot of uh hand wringing about widows mm-hmm. in like you know in the early modern period in the medieval period and in the classical period. Mm -hmm. Because widows often take over their husband's businesses. They're suddenly now, like, in control of their own finances. They're not in control of a man. Right. Crucially. And now they can make their own decisions. Right. And one of those decisions that it is assumed that they will make is to have a bunch of sex with a bunch of people, right? And so it's like, well, if they're no longer financially constrained and controlled by a man and they've got that covered, mm. then they can afford to be quite promiscuous. They can pursue men. They can pursue their own sexual ends. Right. And that's a fear. Yeah. So that's a real, real worry, is that women will, once they're out of control of a man, then they will do terrible things like enjoy sex, mm-hmm. um, how, when, and if they want to. Um, I wonder whether we still see this nowadays. Hmm. hmm. Seeing mm. uh, sexually empowered women and and uh, in the media or in pop music worlds or yeah. in film or whatever, hmm, I wonder whether we see hmm, any hand wringing about ooh, yeah or uh, moral panics uh, about, for example, Megan Thee Stallion oh, or God, Cardi so B or yeah. I wonder whether we see. I that. wonder if we see that. Hmm. 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 But here, you know, here's Prince being like. Fuck yeah, and I like that. Yeah, it's good. Like I like that. Like you might become hornier, more powerful, like more in control of yourself. That's good to me. Right. right? And so actually, what he's also saying here is that it's good for both of us. Yeah. And so it's 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 this message of solidarity. It's mm-hmm. this message of abundance, which mm-hmm. is if it's good for you, it's good for me. Um, we can make more power. We make you know that we have more agency as a result of this. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it's like. For Prince, this is a song about how a rising tide raises all boats. Yeah. Like, you know, a woman being more power, or I mean the listener, yeah. generally. Yeah. The listener being more believing in themselves, more sexual, mm-hmm. more willing to kind of like drive forward their life and their sexuality can't be anything other than attractive. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is good for everyone, and the sex will be better, the life will be better, society will be better, and so like Prince is just unashamedly coming down on the side of like people doing things for themselves, and you know the possibilities that that creates, and I, I fucking love that. I love this goddamn song, and it is all in the in the in the uh, the second person. He is addressing everything to the listener, so it's also about his relationship with his fans, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Alright, so let's talk about the music. So it starts off with this kind of like... Somebody described it as like a kind of a military kind of... Yeah, it's a... The, yeah. It's so fucking good. Like, it's, it's, they're, really, they're really hitting the rim Yeah. On, on the snare there, which I really, really like. I'm not sure whether that kind of rhythm is, you know, 
uh, is conducive to. I, I feel like strong drums in a sex jam. I think is. But cannot strong drums kind of take the place of like a strong bass line? I mean, they're providing a rhythm. Yeah, but the bass line is a little bit softer, isn't it? And um, so you feel like it's too directive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a bit too directive. It is a little bit like in, out, in, out, or yeah, up, yeah, down, yeah. up, down, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, I suppose if we take that reading of it, it's kind of like going against what the lyrics of the song are saying, which is that like you can make decisions and do things because it's like actually. <laughs> yeah, but you know, also, <laughs> to have this kind of song without any without any percussion on might have been a bit of a departure. Um but the things that are really actually uh, interesting throughout the song is a bit like in Zutem 1 on Plu, there is a build-up of instrumentation which really tries to capture what sex is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are those, there are two separate guitar solos that are in conversation with each other, yeah. aren't they, towards the end? Mm-hmm. And they sound like a moan yeah. of, of pleasure. They're put through some kind of... Um, pedal or something yeah uh, but they're two very different sounding guitars but they kind of they have that um the 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 the, the moans building on the moans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there is like a kind of a breathless synthesizer going on as yeah well, yeah towards the end of the song yeah so it is that's like synthesizer no no it's good it's really good and also the song fades it yeah, it's a it fade out. And climactically, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So it's like it, it it's so you could imagine it being a sex jam. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got the single, you put it on, it's a seven inch single, you put it on, mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, so it starts off and you're having sex by the end of the year. Sex has begun by the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And then as the needle is in the runoff track, you're you're doing it. Yeah. And you've still got the song going in your head and you're making your own sexy music together uh, maybe. maybe maybe that's how it we might imagine it working yeah um but yeah it does have that kind of build-up and the slow fade i like that yeah about that song. anything else about the music or <sighs> should we go on to the discussion of whether it is in fact a sex jam i mean the music is good that's, yeah that's what i have to say about it it's prince yeah it's got the kind of like a all the guitars and the, the instrumentation have like a kind of a muffled quality as well. Like, yeah. Like they're happening in a bed or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the softness around, around yeah, it, it. It sounds kind of fuzzy. Yeah. If that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of... The fuzziness of not quite seeing each other, not quite, you know, hearing each other. Yeah. If your ears are on the pillow or something or mm-hmm. through the moans of, you know, sexual enjoyment. <laughs> sexual enjoyment yeah yeah you know you really don't talk about sucking the life out of it yeah i'd like to do that yeah you're a sex vampire but in a different way (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so um well it's a song about sex it's Mm -hmm. a song about sexual subjectivity Mm -hmm. you could have sex to it maybe but again if you're if you're having a sex playlist you'd have you have to you have to Create it, don't you? you have to curate your own. Yeah, I mean, look, here's my thing. I could definitely see having sex yeah. to cream. Right. Absolutely. If you're trying a playlist, maybe have uh, Get It On, Bang A Gong after this and see how that goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because you'd want, you, I think that, that that would be have to be the order. It would have to be Get It On after cream. Yeah. I think. Just because, like, in terms of building it. I can see it as a sex jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, and I would go so far as to see to say I believe that when Prince wrote this he wanted it to be a sex jam. Right. But perhaps in his desire to create a sex jam 
he's gone so far mm-hmm. that it's it makes it unsexy for some people because it's too directive. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. With that, yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so we're going to watch the video. Yeah, we're going to watch the video. Okay, patrons, it's time to dial up the video. If you want to watch it along with us, we'll tell you when we're going to press play. It's long. It's six minutes long. It's a film film, it's so we're film. just going to play it together. But uh, non-patrons, uh, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you can share the show, tell people about culture, sex, relationships. I know that you probably won't. People are cowards. They don't like sharing stuff on That's Twitter so true. about sex. You find this, don't you? Yeah, like, I mean, this is the thing. I, uh, I once again wrote some sexual bullshit on my blog. And it's like on Twitter, there are only like 200 people have liked it. And then like a few thousand have read it. And you're all cowards. Every yeah. last one of you is all I have to say. But before we go away, let's plug your work, uh, Dr. Eleanor Yaniger. Yeah, go on. Um, you can check out my blog, going-medieval.com. I'm on Twitter at Going Medieval. You can check out my comic book, The Middle Ages, A Graphic History, which is available at all fine book retailers mm-hmm. on Icon Press. Um, oh, and if you want more sex things on History Hit Television, I've recently done a series on medieval pleasure, mm-hmm. and one episode of which is on sex. That's so. Dan Snow's History Channel. It's the Netflix of history documentaries. That is correct. It's really good. Yeah, I'm it's all excellent. over there. Historyhit.tv, isn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, you got a book coming out next year. <laughs> I've got a book coming out in January called The Once in Future Sex, uh, Going Medieval on Women's Roles in Society. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Yeah. So please you buy got that. another podcast. Oh yeah, and I've got so many things. I don't even know how to plug myself. I'm so bad at this. And also you can check out my Medieval History podcast, uh, We're Not So Different. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Okay.